Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 3, Episode 60, as the New York Rangers just fallen to the Pittsburgh Penguins in Game 3 as the final score hits at 7-4 Pittsburgh. Andy and I are fresh off this loss, and uh, just an emotional roller coaster. I expected nothing less uh, from the New York Rangers in Game 3. Uh, but this one was uh, interesting, to say the least. Uh, Andy, I got to ask you, how are you doing? Well, ooh, that's a, a very hard question to answer because the game yeah. the 30 seconds ago. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I don't know. I'm doing all right. The weird thing is, the I think the more I've seen this team play in the postseason, I'm... I, I don't know. I just, I think it's becoming increasingly clear... Not that it wasn't already, but I think it's just really crystallizing what their problems are. Um, and just how the fact that this is a team that has arrived to the dance maybe a little bit too early. That being said, I'm, that's not I'm not. Listen, I, I, I commend them for winning game two. And that's not to say I don't think the series is over. I, I just, you know, I just it's it's obviously very hard to watch some of the other uh, teams in the postseason this year, and then to watch the Rangers who, listen, who have a lot going for them in that they have some extremely talented and skilled players. Um, and they have, you know, arguably out, maybe outside of a, a rough night tonight, arguably the best uh, netminder in the entire postseason. It's just, there's... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this. I think this is the more I watch this team on the ice, the more you see the potential, but you also see just what's exactly wrong with it. And uh, there's a lot wrong with it. And um, obviously, we can get into that based on what we saw in this game they, that just transpired. I Listen, I I agree with you to a certain extent. Where I think you're wrong is... The only well, I I shouldn't even say that you're wrong. Your assessment, I think, is correct with this team being arriving to the dance a little too early. That I definitely can get on board with. Um, but there is something glaring, and I and I don't want to do this right away, but I feel like I kind of have to yeah, because 
Rip the bandaid off. No, I'm, I'm ripping the bandaid off because, and and you may like roll your eyes at me. I don't know. I really, honestly, I don't think we've really spoken about it and like had an actual conversation about it. So this is going to be good. But I really do think the refing in this in this series has not that it's been like lopsided, which I mean, obviously it's been a little lopsided in the beginning, but this game obviously was even. But in the beginning of the game, how are you calling that a hold? Right? You have the home team all fired up. You know, two goals were scored right off the bat. And then you call, you know, a penalty that was not a penalty. And of course, they were going to capitalize on it. And then they have all the momentum in the world. And of course, we get we get fucked with a uh, high sticking call. Cop just lost control of a stick. I'm not saying that was a bad penalty or anything. I'm just saying like, like now you're gripping your sticks a little too tight. You become a little bit more reckless because you're nervous. And of course, Evan Rodriguez scores on that power play. So right off the bat, you, and then and then again, he scores again for a second goal of the period uh, a few minutes later. And, you know, before you know it, you're down 4-1. And it was really kind of all started, you know, snowball effect with a, a phantom holding call that just wasn't there. And, you know, I'm so used to the playoffs being a, a, an environment where no calls are ever made. I, I just feel like the NHL this year, they just call everything. I mean, and it's it's glaring that they certainly, the 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 front office or the NHL offices clearly want, we're pushing this Pittsburgh thing. I mean, he's 13 for 13 on challenges on the season. You know, they called no goal on the ice uh, on, on the ice. And all of a sudden now it's a goal. Like, was that clear that that was a goal? I mean, I, I, I thought I, it was a I goal. Thought originally. It was clearly a goal when it went in. I just, you know, I don't know what Joe and uh, Sam were seeing. Cause Clearly, dumb, dumb Nemeth is the one who, A, kind of gets in Igor's kitchen, so he kind of misses the deflection, uh, and B, pushes the net off as the goal, the puck is trickling in. So Right, but heaven forbid, MSG, I don't know what what feed, if you were listening, uh, following the nationally televised uh, feed or or the local feed, well, it sounds like obviously you're watching the local feed, Sam, but... Can they show the goal? Can they slow it down in slow-mo from above so we can all take a better look at it? Now, I thought it was a goal. And then the second time I saw it, I was like, well, maybe it's not a goal. And then the third time I saw it, I was like, that's a goal, like for sure. But have, like, th- they barely showed it. Like They wouldn't even show it. It was so bizarre. Like, it, like they, they showed it right before, and then they dropped the puck. Like, and that, like that third time, I'm like, yeah definitely a goal and then you have to have hop on twitter to have it broken down heaven forbid msg did it um so that you know that was my beef with them but i'm just saying it all kind of just started right right off the bat you know the shit bounce goal uh which you know was a goal i'm not complaining that it wasn't and then you know and then the phantom call which leads to a power play goal and you know right off the bat you just see the swing of momentum almost dictated by by the refs that phantom call pushes the game to 4-1 and you know the rangers certainly battled back but you just knew they were going to fall short i i think you know in the third period right after their power play second power play i'm like this team doesn't have a shot like you can just tell that if you you can't go over on the power play and expect to win a hockey game like this it just 
you have to get one, at least one. So, um, yeah, I mean, just frustrating. But again, I really don't. I don't feel like this. This team is their own worst enemy. We are the better team than Pittsburgh. I'm actually convinced of it. Even if we lose the series four one, I, I, I really do feel like we're a better team than Pittsburgh. Like overall, we just need to like clean it up a little bit, you know. Just yeah. catching them at a bad time. Yeah, I mean, listen. I still, I think my my biggest things is that obviously I love the comeback in the second period. Uh, it kind of shows you what this team's made of. Mm-hmm. That's all well and good. The problem is that this team puts itself into these situations and puts out, creates so many of the fires they then have to put out. Um, whereas the some other teams just take the fact that literally the Rangers have not had an like I'm not expecting them to roll run away with every game, but like uh, I don't know. It's just I I mean Patrick Nemeth has been literally on the ice for every goal against. I mean, it'll I'll be in, if Lindgren does come back, I will be shocked to to see you know if he gets taken out. It's just every goal he's there, and I I hate to be you know the dump it all on one guy because it's not there's a lot of problems i mean you know schneider on that uh fourth goal against yep, igor i don't um, know what he's doing or i know what he's doing you know i he he's trying to hold on to the puck to go out of the get out of the zone i because he's a rookie and he doesn't want to ice it right and then Boyle just kind of you know just steamrolls him yeah puts the blockade up and he falls down and then that puck's going the other way and it allows you know, uh, his, you know, his partners in no man's land. I don't know if it was Braun or Nemeth. Um, and then he kind of gets to get, get, he gets used as a screen to shoot through his legs. So an Igor who's already like shook by, you know, some, some weird bounce goals is already like, you know, it's just, is not. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it, yeah, this, if the Rangers somehow win this series i you know i mean i'm definitely happy for the experience like it was great seeing capo get a goal uh it's great to for the kids line to hopefully get more minutes i mean you know every every second that that of ice time they lose in favor of the uh the rooney hunt uh reeves line and i think it was better i think the kids played a little bit more tonight they clearly had more jump that's good um so this is good for them but you know you still see their difficulties at times they still have trouble getting the puck out of their own end uh they still yeah and i just this team in general just does not on breakouts i just half the time you know braun made some really ill-advised plays i thought truba was better tonight than he had been the last few games you know and miller's been probably their steadiest defenseman but and fox has been good defensively but uh you know braun schneider and nemeth have all been really up and down, which has been a problem. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm. It this series is not over. Uh, obviously, I was hoping they would have taken this game. I clearly they are capable of winning the next game in Pittsburgh, but you know, I just obviously the more I watch, the more I kind of. It's almost. <sighs> You know, and listen, I believe in the magic of sports and like, you know, your team can go as, you know, as super far. But I don't see any way either of these teams don't get absolutely uh, shit canned in the next round by whoever advances, you know. So 
maybe call it the 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 you know the the pessimist in me, I guess, because I'm usually the the optimist in in these situations. But it's just too much has gone gone on recently. I mean, Igor, you hope you hope he's rebounds strong because obviously the two games prior to this he was excellent, and you know I just the 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 circumstances around him letting in those goals. I don't even know if I blame him for getting there. Like you said, some really weird bounces on two of them. And I mean, how his confidence be- was just shook. And obviously the situation being them in, because the refs are calling these really soft penalties. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, I listen, you can misconstrue this, this ref thing that I'm bringing up can get, you could lose, I can lose the narrative real quick because it's, it's one of those things where it, it's not, it, listen, the refs have been a fucking, they've been atrocious. And like, the, even the two calls last game, it was, uh, what, Marino, the Marino call, I think he pushed, and the Nemeth call, where they just like, like little shove. It's like, you don't call that in the playoff. It's and, very strange. I and and, and this even one, some it, of the ones that the Rangers were, Get you know the makeup yes, calls yes, too. I'm yes, yes, yes. Like, the makeup is- calls are weak because that's what they have to do. That's why, that's why the refing has been so brutal because it's a game of catch up. If you're calling all the soft shit, you either there's two things that has to happen. You call all the soft shit, or then you, you have to backtrack and make makeup calls. And it, the refs are making themselves the, the focal point of this series. I, I'm sorry, but they really are. Like you have two teams that I think are are pretty evenly matched. I think the Rangers are are the better team, but you're letting you're letting some of these calls dictate momentum, and I don't I don't like that. And I thought for sure the Rangers, listen, they didn't weather that storm, and it was all because there was a phantom call. I'm telling I'm I'm telling you, Andy, that that call fucked us up. Like I, I, there's no other word to describe it, but it really screwed things up and it pushed momentum in the, in the wrong way. And when it comes to the playoffs, momentum is huge. I mean, you saw what happened when the Rangers had it in the second period and, and that they, they started the period off flat. The only reason the Rangers came back there is because they, they you know, they, they scrambled and they, they had a, a good shift led by, you know, the, the number one line. And Vetrano was able to, you know, score an, a, you know, a nice goal there and get and get the boys going. And then what happened? You know, they string together another couple shifts, and Artemi then gets one uh, like a minute later. And then you know, you see what happens when you have the momentum. Even when you go down, you keep the momentum because Cop and Rooney made a nice play to go to the net. And you know, Latang had no other option other than push the the net off if you know he wanted any sort of controversy because nothing was going to stop Cop from scoring there. And, you know, it, listen, momentum is going to be huge in this series. And the Rangers have given away momentum more than Pittsburgh, which is why we're down two to one. But it's, it's not to say that we're incapable of winning this series or um, getting to a point where we can, you know, take control of a full game. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough because they have guys on that team you know, the Crosby who, you know, was quiet, but, you know, again, they have an energy line. Zucker was back tonight. He had a lot of energy, excited to be back, finally contribute for his team. I thought he played excellent. Like they have guys that, that are game changers and, uh, you know, it's going to be tough to weather their storm because they have, they have the pieces to do it. And, um, 
you know, it's flush. The frustrating part is I do think that the Rangers are a better team, but they constantly give up too much. They just give up momentum. They give up opportunities. They make stupid plays. They can't hit the net. Like they do all these little things that, that just need to be cleaned up. And, you know, that, here we are, Andy. We're down two to one in the series that, you know, it, it, talk about tugging on heartstrings or, or like, I, I tell you, I, I'm like just frazzled by tonight's loss. Like, I, both losses have been absolutely fucking devastating. Yeah. For me. And, you know, it's, I'm not trying to, trying to deepen the, the wound here, but, you know, this may have been the last of Louis Domingue and Net. You know, we know Jari was skating before practice, so who's, who knows? Maybe he gets the next start. So if there are any chance the Rangers had of uh, beating Louis Domingue, you know, uh, well, I guess outside of the last game. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's it. So although you don't know what Jari's going to look like coming back, who knows? Maybe Domingue. And Domingue was good tonight. I, I, obviously, he there are some some goals you could probably, and I don't even know if it's necessarily on him. His, I, I the, don't, the, I don't the think. The Penguins in front of him were doing, and obviously that save he yeah. makes on Panarin, and then the the Penguins go down, and then uh, Georgie gives up the, the, the five-hole backbreaker, which we all knew was coming. Um, uh, also, Zibanejad just failing to lift the puck again. Um, but... Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't think he was even all that bad. He makes that insane save. It's just, I think the problem, not the problem, but this team, like as awesome as it is to see their resiliency and their comeback and how when they, but I, it's not, it's disheartening to me that for them to put that type of pressure on, they have to have their feet to the fire. They're almost like a kid that does their best. They're like, they do the best book reports, but they can only do it with like, when it's due in two hours you know what i mean right. <laughs> like when they take their sweet time it's just it's it's shit but when they when they, they they only respond really to having their feet held to the flame to shut their their brains off because when they have time to overthink it and they just think about oh i don't want to you know i just and a lot of that's the fact that a big portion of their roster is very young uh and then you know the fourth liners are two i would say two-thirds of their fourth line are absolutely just not good hockey players. Um, well, we you have know. key pieces out, like, and, and, and I that said, too. Yeah, obviously, not having Lindegren hurts, and not that he was, you know, he was clearly fighting it, you know, because he's. Not but not having Goudreau is a killer. Like that oh, guy, yeah. you got for these situations, and now he's fucking week to week. Uh, it's just so frustrating, and you know, I touched this, I touched on this, Andy. Um, you know, a couple right before the playoffs, the podcast right before the playoffs was that, you know, the New York Rangers more than any other team I think in the playoffs cannot afford to have injury. No, right? their, they, their depth is definitely one of them. I mean, they tried to, and Drury did his damnedest to address that. And listen, Cop and Vetrano have made themselves a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, you know, I think Cop will probably get re-signed by the Rangers. Uh, Vetrano probably not, unfortunately. So this might be it with him, but he made himself a nice chunk of change. Good for him. I'm happy for I, him. I, I, I agree with you, but do you agree that I think Vetrano is you you've told me you said this before that he's kind of fizzling out a little bit. Well, I, he picked it back up apparently. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't trust that guy long term. He, he no, yeah, he's, exactly. He's a little slow. You know, he's not like an energy guy buzzing around out there. It's um, weird because he's got good he's got good straight uh, head speed. It's just it's very 
it's a the, it's not a guy it's not like a, it's not blower. effortless he doesn't like buzz around the ice it's that yeah, he no, has no, no. to he has to almost say like Kreider is to be like all right rocket rocket skates engage you know and it takes a second so when it's purposeful or he has time to say i'm going to use my speed speed here it's good but he's not naturally speedy it's not like he's just he's just flying around the ice like a carl Hagelin, you know um uh but yeah i mean again what about coaching what do you think what do you I think Gallant made the right the right call um, putting uh, Georgie in because Igor couldn't even handle the, you know, I think a puck, a dribbler came in on him and he picked it up and he almost dropped it, bobbled it, which is he doesn't do. He's one of the best puck handling, you know, uh, goal net minders in the league. And you could just tell he was rattled. So. And you know what? I mean, I kind of listen, it's that's definitely Gallant's. MO is that that we could put you could put the hot dog vendor in net. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Next man up, every line can play everywhere. We all have we all have four lines that can score and yada 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 yada. It's not real. It's perceived, but I mean it's kind of part of his deal. And and listen, the Rangers responded. So I you know, at least it's hard for me to say because then then everyone's like, oh well, you know, uh if Igor was in, he wouldn't have given that third if you put him back in the third period. So let me get this straight. Like you're gonna put they play well with <laughs> with uh, Georgiev in the second period. So then they're supposed to take. He's supposed to take him out and put Igor back in for the third. I don't. I don't. Andy, see I'm that. not gonna lie. There was a part of me that was <laughs> like, maybe they'll do that. Uh, yeah. No. Cool. I, I thought it might. I thought. I wonder. But I just knew that for a myriad of reasons. And now. <laughs> Obviously, just the people who are going to complain just to complain are going to be like, well, see, he, he lost this game by not doing it. Like, no, well, who's no, to that, say if he if you let Igor in the second period and then another one got by him like you can't, you know. It's it's the 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 definition of insanity is, you know, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. It just on this night, whether it was I don't think it was all his fault, but he wasn't at his best and he was clearly rattled. Like I said, whether that's his fault or it's just he feels like circum. Sometimes it's almost worse when it, goaltenders can feel like I feel good and I feel like I had no chance on these because they're just coming in from anywhere. You can you can almost live with I was at a position I made the first save but couldn't make the second one, or I know how I messed that up. But on stuff like those bang bangs where you just don't know where they're coming from because your own guys are just kind of standing around the slot and then uh, pucks are going to be put through them and like into the net. That rattles you. So he just has to take a step away from this game and come back for the next one. So, I mean, I thought that was pretty good. I mean, I, I can't really, I, had, I don't really have any problem with Turk's line management. I, I like not seeing that fourth line as much. That was good. Um, you know, we continue to get shorthanded goals, which is nice. Um, so, you know, Kelly's doing it as, I guess, as good as he can with the defense. But, um, yeah, I I don't know if I clearly I don't think I don't think either coach deserves a you know a Jack Adams for their performance uh this first round. You know what I mean? But uh yeah, I don't know. It just I nothing Turk did really stood out to me bad or good. Yeah, I think it's really just anything you see it's more, you know, cuz I think both coaches at times made adjustments. I thought the Rangers did a good adjustment, but then obviously as once the the Penguins were able to get that soft goal and they felt the pressure come off. They were able to execute a lot better because they felt like they had runway. You know what I mean? Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on. And DraftKings Sportsbook, 
an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in all of sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Listen, overall, I gave Gallant a B like for this game. It just a couple things bothered me. I, I just think at the end of the game, you're down by one. There's four minutes and 50 seconds left. Nemeth is on the ice. That guy should have been benched with 10 minutes left in the game. Like, figure it out. You have five other defensemen, um, you know, and, and even Schneider, limit his minutes. But there's no reason that our top four defensemen can't be rolled out, you know, every other shift with 10 minutes left in the game. You know, it's just that that shit frustrates me. It's like, I know you want to trust your veteran leadership or, you know, your veteran leaders, but there comes a time where you have to just face reality. The reality is that. I mean, I think everyone saw it that Nemeth really struggled tonight was, you know, the cause of, you know, possibly remove the removal of Igor and net and, you know, overall just can't defend, you know, he just seemed like he was out of gas and here he is with fucking four minutes and 50 seconds left out on the ice. It's like, can you, you know, tell the D coach, you know, bench him. It's simple as that. I, I just think that's like, those things are like no brainers. And, you know, he just feels like he can just roll everybody all the time. And like, sometimes you just can't. Sometimes you can't, you know. When the Blackhawks won all those Stanley Cup, Duncan Keith was out there every other shift, double shifting sometimes, you know. It just, that, that's what you have to do in the playoffs. And, you know, if your, your players are not in that great of shape and you just can't rely on them, then you don't have a team built for the Stanley Cup. I'm sorry, but that, that's how it is. You got to rely on your best players. You got to rely on your top four defensemen, and they got to be out there in a tight game like that every other shift, last ten minutes of the third period when it's tied or down a goal. So, uh, just tough. That's tough to swallow. Uh, in terms of the forwards, Andy, uh, again, I don't know. I just feel like if you're going to go with the same exact lineup, again, I, I would have switched up a, a little something. I don't know something. Well, I, know? at this point, again. You know, I would like seeing the kid line get a little bit more, but if there's some, I think they, they well, I guess the biggest problem is this team, go, the scoring of the goals has not been the problem for this team. They can score goals, you know, it's just, God damn it. They cannot, they, <laughs> they just can't, it's just the breakdowns. And I mean, you know, obviously I, it's a shame because I, I honestly thought, um, you know, I thought their last game was probably their best overall defensive effort, right? But even there, yeah. there were some really bad breakdowns. And obviously, like I said, it's they can't help the fact that they they Lindgren's out and Nemeth sucks. 
<laughs> and, and, you know, Braun is a guy who's probably should be playing on a second or, th- or third pairing. Who's, who's now playing on the first pairing, you know, it's, it's a lot. And Keandre for as good as he is, it's, a, you know, it's his first rodeo and, you know, you know, I obviously just take, you know, you take solace in the fact that I'm happy Kako and Lafreniere and Lafreniere get a point, you know, and a goal tonight and the kid they're making stuff happen. Obviously, that would have been two for all of them if that heel goal didn't get turned over the last game. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, this is more ultimately for me, this is more about the future of this club, because you if if this team, you know, especially like I said, they're not going to be able to resign Vitrano. Uh, Zabanajad and Kreider and Panarin and Ryan Strom will be gone. But you know these are these guys are with age. They will they their their hockey playing abilities will slowly degrade or fast degrade. Who knows? They could fall off a cliff. Who knows? But um, the future of this lineup depends on those three kids figuring out how to be a problem every shift. And there's no better. Uh, I don't know what you want to say, a crucible for that than in the playoffs, right? When the pressure's on and it's supposed to be tighter. I mean, so in that sense, I'm obviously happy, but I, I would almost rather them, you know, I, I, you know, I know, I know why Turk is obviously, you understand why the, the cop Panarin Strom line and the Zibanejad line gets more minutes than the other lines, especially if there's some matchup going on, um, between, you know, the Crosby line and then the Malkin line. But, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's like I said, it's just at times as talented as this team is at times, it just sometimes it feels like, I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like the develop what's best for their future development and what's good for them to get make it through the series with a win or might be a little antithetical. So yeah, that's, I don't know. That's a philosophical thing, thing I've been struggling with. A lot easier for me to struggle with it when they're down in a 2-1 hole. If they were ahead 2-1, I would say everything is great. And, you know, <laughs> that would be it. Yeah, and, and I, I agree with you too. But that's like, that, that's, that's where we are. Like, that's like exactly where we are. We're right on that cusp where we, we could feel fine. You know, if the Rangers go two for three on the power play, we win this game easy. Rangers go one for three on this power play. We're probably winning this game. So it's like, all right, like, did we play that bad? I mean, we're going to have turnovers. We're going to have, you know, shifts and, and periods where we get hemmed in our own zone. I mean, this is the playoffs. It happens to every single team. And, and you know, Andy, look around, man. Like, Washington is beating Florida two games to one. Carolina's that series is now two games to one, which is, you know, Boston wins their next home game which is not crazy well then there they are there it's 2-2 uh dallas is currently beating calgary uh one nothing and the series is tied 1-1 uh you know lightning and toronto seem to be close and toronto's and up ha- uh 2-1 on tampa yeah. it's toronto's up, yeah. Yeah. yes 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 they did yeah uh so toronto won 2-1 against tampa and you know it, it the oilers I've beaten, you know, kind of smoked the Kings in the last two games, but that series is two to one. So, you know, the Rangers are not out of it, you know, but it's not like, I mean, besides the Avalanche, it's not like every other team is playing perfect hockey every period. You know, these number one seeds are having, having some trouble. And, and, you know, here we are, a young team, 
as, as a has the home ice advantage because I think that's actually and might end up being crucial down the line here. Um, you know, we're one win away, and I'm not scared of Jari. You know, I'm no, actually more scared of Deming to be honest with you, because <laughs> you know it's one of those things where it's like it's a fucking feel good story, and that that could be a narrative for the next you know off season. You know, Deming you know carried this team to you know. Yeah. Well, as round. you know, speaking of that, as we we record this right now, the the post game uh, comments from the uh, local beat writers and the press are coming out. So just just to put into perspective, uh, Vince Mercogliano, Rangers beat writer, of course, asked Gerard Gallant about the motives of taking Hugo out, as you do. Uh, and he and Gallant respond, responded, it's, uh, you know, it's 4-1 and you want to change momentum. Igor has been outstanding. And really, if you look at it right now, he's basically played 10 periods more or less in about four and five and a half days, which is true. He's played, you know, you play three overtimes. That's a lot of hockey in a short span. So it's, you know, I'm not not an excuse, but it's true. You know, maybe he's not as fresh as, as we would like to think. So maybe it was good that he got to take the rest of the night off. Um, also was asked what his... uh you know, in the first intermission, what, you know, what was his message to the team? And he said, man up. They're a good team. We're playing over there, but there's no difference. Their ring size is the same length and you got to go out and play the game. Let's man up and be men about this. We're not going to die. He said men and man about, you know, 60 times in this, in this quote, but uh, I guess he wanted them to man up. So, um, but you know, they, listen, they definitely played a big boy, uh, Second period, so I guess it worked in that sense. But um, yeah, no, James, you're right. This this uh, this series is not over, obviously. And even if uh, the Rangers drop the next game and they go home, it's clearly not over. Um, but yeah, uh, there's obviously they have to. There there's gonna you have to hope that Tyler Mott is getting close. Uh, and who knows what Lindgren's status is? If they're maybe they're being secretive with it because he's not even close. Although they flat out said Goudreau is, is weak to weak. So, you know, and we now know he has a, a broken uh, ankle. So he's, he's done so. So, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll Just, see. I mean, again, I think at the end of the day, uh, it's, I think it's for me, and this is just for me. I don't want to speak for all Rangers fans. I'm sure a lot. There's a, some of them have much loftier ambitions. I would like the series to go on as long as possible. I just think the experience uh, for mostly Keandre and, and Alexi Lafreniere and Kako and Heedle, if he's going to remain with this team, is invaluable. Um, but yeah, they, I think they need to... Uh, let's see what adjustments they make for, uh, you know, uh, for Monday, because that's they have there has to be adjustments need to be made uh there's just too much until they're pressed there's just they've done a horrible job defending in front of their own net it's just and a lot of it is is just getting out muscled too you just see you know pittsburgh's got some big forwards and some big bodies and you have a lot of kids trying to wrap up you know and, and box you know crosby was probably the strongest lower body in the league and some of these other forwards who are curling the behind the net with momentum using it you know they they have to f- figure out a way to cut that off a little bit more or at least, you know, dissuade them from being able to use behind the net. Cause that's, that's what they, Pittsburgh loves using behind the net. They love rimming it, you know, walking up the wall and then rimming it um, back. And the Rangers are obviously trying to protect the house. So they just let them do it. But 
yeah, you know, they have to have some, yeah, their adjustments need to be made. So, but we'll, we'll see if they can. Um, any other more thoughts, James? You, you know, I, I hate beating a dead horse, but it's just, yeah, I, I, I no, I, I agree with you with everything that you said. I, I expect a, a couple tweaks here. I mean, at this point, like I said, I think I'd rather see Jones, you know, play over Nemeth at this point. Uh, you know, I think Braun has to stay in, even if, uh, you know, if, if Lindgren comes back, I expect Braun to stay in over Nemeth. I'd rather see Jones out there right now than Nemeth. I mean, at this point, who cares, right? It's, you're getting experience. I, a defenseman that at least he can gather the puck and maybe make an outlet pass, you know, to a guy with some speed. Um, you know, the biggest thing I'd like to see from the New York Rangers is, uh, you know, shot selection. You know, it needs to get on net. You At this point, even if you're hitting the guy, the goalie in the chest, they'll take those over, um, you know, the shots wide. I think that was absolutely killer. Uh, one in particular uh, was right when, right after we tied it, uh, Mika had the puck right in the slot and he fires it completely wide. And, you know, you just beat the goalie up top, right? So the Ming is naturally probably going to favor and stand up tall. Why not fire a shot low right at his pads? He's not going to, even if it's in his belly, who cares? Like at that point, you can't afford to miss the, miss the net against the third string goalie. Uh, I don't care if it's in his gut. And you might say that you might get him, you know, feeling the puck and feeling good about himself. But you know what else is going to make him feel really good about himself? Not having to ever make a save because we miss the net every single time. So. Um, for me, you know, it's just little things like, you know, really make sure we hit the net. Even if you take a little bit off your shot, even if you just fire it low and you shoot for a rebound, every shot doesn't need to be for a goal. You know, you create scoring opportunities and rebounds, and that's how you gain momentum. You get their defensemen all twisted around, uh, you know, and, and then be active. When you know the pucks are coming in low and they're you're coming in hot, you know, get ready for the rebounds that scored out into the corners, that scored out into the slot. Like, you got to be active. And, you know, the Rangers are best when they're able to kind of swarm Pittsburgh in their own zone and, you know, just kind of control the flow of the play. And as soon as we stop moving our feet, you know, and Pittsburgh gets the get a rush, you know, we got to, you know, three guys minimum have to be flying back through the middle of the ice. You know, it can't be a three-on-one or even a one-on-one with a guy, you know, coming in late and we're trying to catch up desperately to him. You know, those are, you know, those are the little things. And, uh, yeah, Andy, I I just feel like we're right there. I really do. Honestly, you take away the first few minutes of this game, you know, if that ref doesn't make a phantom call on, on, you know, we're right there, you know, fucking Nemeth doesn't, Turn around like a jackass into the into the uh, net and, and and screw up things for Igor, you know. We're right there. We're right there, you know. It, yeah, it's I, not going to be perfect. Yeah, and and I I do want to clarify that I I'm I don't I definitely don't expect this team to be something that they are not or to be perfect uh, or to not have their warts because they do. But like you said, that fe- it's that I think it's that feeling that they are right there. They just need to figure out how to, because all teams get in their own way at times. Um, I just think with with the, this inexperienced Rangers team, and, and you know what, I I would dare say some of their top line players that I have I have yet to get the a a calming 
uh, nothing has felt, <laughs> not, not, nothing they have done so far has felt like the way they've drawn it up. It's like, I feel like they, obviously they make it through that second game and they were able to hold on and break through. Uh, I just, you know, you would like to see some, some, at least some comfort, comfort, I'm stumbling on my words here. You would like to see some just better overall execution. You can give up chances. It's hockey. Uh, skaters too now are too good. You see goals are up around the league, but you know, I think it'll be interesting for this team to see, you know, being able to have a lead and not let it get tied up and then have to go ahead again, or just not put themselves in the type of hole they put them in tonight, put themselves in tonight and then have to claw back. Cause obviously it's great that they have, it was good that they learned that they can, what they, what, what the ramifications are for not playing a full 60 minutes. And then what, you know, also what they can do if they're really giving it an honest effort. And it's also about managing a lot of this is just about managing energy and the ebbs and the flows of the game, and you know, which I think is more important because it helps their individual performance and when they can. I mean, you see just some some of the, the real standouts of this postseason so far are guys like Vinny Trocek for Carolina, who has just been like so opportunistic and or Jake Gensel for that matter. You know what I mean? Just guys who are. You know, they. They play mostly good hockey, but they they're not it's not balls out every every shift is when the play is not there. It's just a comf there's a, just a com a, they need to get more comfortable being uncomfortable, basically. So uh yeah, I mean that's I think my biggest takeaway. This series is not over. I'm sure it's gonna be crazy with the developments. Who knows if will Jari come back? Will the Rangers get Lindgren back? Will uh Tyler Mott come back? You know, uh what does Ricard Raquel ever return for the Penguins? You know, they have Zucker back, so that was clearly a big boost for them. So a lot more storylines to follow, a lot more intrigue, uh, a lot more heartburn for you and I. But uh, this series is not over. Uh, game four is Monday night when you're, when you're listening to this on Monday morning when it drops. Uh, big tests. Um, and yeah, hopefully the Rangers respond. Um, James, uh, just really quick before we, we wrap this up. Uh, any standout surprises for you for any of the other series or anything that stood out to you one way or another, notably? Uh, yeah, I mean, Washington, obviously, huge surprise. Uh, um, you know, I, I think Toronto's playing pretty well. I think Toronto's, you know, rising up to the challenge. Uh, Edmonton, after dropping the first game, uh, coming back with vengeance, I think is huge. Uh, I think the biggest biggest surprise, uh, I don't. I'd say the well. I, I'll 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 say this. Obviously, Washington's the biggest surprise, being up two two games to one against Florida. But realistically, is that a shock? No. I will say Minnesota. You know, demolishing Blues in Game Three was pretty wild. That was you know, surprising. Pun yeah, intended. pun intended. I see what you did there. Yeah, and uh, I I really do love Minnesota. The more they play, I I love that team. Like I said, I picked them for the series, and I think they're they're a team that that's built to beat one of the big boys uh, in Calgary or Colorado, who who seem you know even though Calgary uh, is tied one one in the series, I expect them to come back and win that series, but. You know, uh, Minnesota is a team that I think can take down one of those big boys. And uh, if those two teams, 
I think they would end up playing Calgary. I'm not sure how the bracket goes on the, yeah. on the in the West. So, uh, actually, no, I, think, they would actually I think the winner Col- of Edmonton, LA plays Calgary. If right. Calgary moves on. So they would play Colorado. I listen, Yikes. Colorado cannot sleep on that team. That team can play big. They can play physical and they can put the puck in the net. Um, so that they're, uh, that's the biggest pleasant surprise. You know, I thought it'd be a little bit tighter with, with the blues every game, but them blowing them out was like, wow, maybe this team really is for real. And I'm actually right on one of my uh, hockey takes. Uh, I mean, I, I agree with everything you said. Again, I was, I was definitely shocked to see Minnesota take it to St. Louis at home, especially after uh, the way game one went. But yeah, I mean, when they're firing on all cylinders, I think they have a little bit more team speed than St. Louis does. And as deep as St. Louis is, I think, just you know, being able to to keep some of their bigger horses in check, and then use their just overall a little bit more dynamic, uh, you know, team play, and just like I said, that team speed, just to yeah, to win Caprizov and Zuccarello, obviously having you know having big series, uh, those two together are money, as Ranger fans knows, uh, miss you Zook, miss you every day, and yeah, I mean, I think. Obviously, now everyone's saying like Bobrovsky is clearly the the weak link on that Panthers team. Uh, but again, it's not, it hasn't been really, you know, when you look at the victories, it's not it's not like they were like blowout games. It's just yeah, Florida, it just, you scored it, one goal. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's the thing. And this is a team that was literally five on five was just murking teams throughout the regular season. But you know, I th- you just watching Washington, who honestly does is not a very fast team, and honestly, like outside, they have some skilled guys, but not overall a very skilled team. It's just they look like they know exactly what they have to do and what they don't have to do, which is the Barry. You know, I think there's still some Barry Trots. You know, a lot of that group is the same, so a lot of those lessons are still with them, and they just don't. You know, they do a good job of having one person near the puck carrier at all in, in the puck carrier's face at all times. And the rest of them are in good position and they're kind of just circling in such a way that there's never really too many exploitable gaps. And if there are, it's never too dangerous. And then they can just go back the other way. And it's just part, you know, it's just playoff hockey. It's just perfectly orchestrated hockey. And the Rangers are clearly not in that. They don't have that type of uh, experience yet, but um, yeah, that's clearly been a big surprise, especially like you said, just how explosive they were in the regular season. But um, yeah, it would be pretty crazy to see the the Cats go out in the first round. But like you said, the Rangers series isn't over and a bunch of these series isn't over, even for the teams that might be down right now. So we'll see what happens uh, in game four Monday night. Um, and yeah, because the Rangers, and much like most of the other teams around the league, they have a lot of adjustments to make. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.